Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Gitin Memzayin, Gitin 47a, pagination is 93. We'll start on the facing page, Masnisin, the new Mishnah, about 18 lines up. Hamocheres atzmo ve'esbanav la'ovdei kochavim. A person, a Jew, sold himself and his children together to a non-Jew. We don't redeem the person or his children. And Rashi tells us, the Gemara will explain, we're talking about a case where a person does this repeatedly and each time we redeem him and he does it again and when it reaches the third time we have this ruling of the Mishnah not to step in. Avol but, we will redeem the children after the father dies. Now, at first glance, one would think that the reason that we redeem them after the father dies is because now we're not in this terrible cycle where he's going to keep selling because he's dead. So now we could finally have mercy on the children, and even if they've been sold multiple times, but finally the father's out of the picture, so we can redeem them. The Gemara, however, says a different reason, that we step in once the father dies, and the reason is Mishum Kilkula that while he's still alive, we're not worried that the children will become mixed in with the non-Jewish population because the father watches out for them. Clearly, we're dealing with a case that the person is Jewish. He's just in desperate financial straits. And this behavior of selling to a non-Jew, which is totally morally unacceptable, is something that he's stooped to, but he's still an observant Jew and he's still going to make sure that the children grow up Jewish. What the Gemara is saying is that once the father is dead, we're particularly worried about the children and we have to redeem them because they're in a non-Jewish environment. According to our first explanation, which was instinctive, that this is more of a takana to protect the community, that we don't step in because he's going to keep doing it, so then what would happen if the father is alive, but we see that the children are at risk of assimilation, either because the father doesn't have control or because the father didn't sell himself together with the children, he just sold the children, but he's done this multiple times. Will we step in and save the children? According to this first explanation, which we said intuitively, we might not step in because we're dealing with a terrible cycle. The father keeps doing these things. According to the explanation which the Gemara is presenting, Mishum Kilkula, that means that we mind our own business if it's a repeat cycle, unless the children are vulnerable. If the children are vulnerable, we step in regardless 
of whether the father's alive or not is not really the issue. The issue of the father being dead was in order to set a stage for the children being vulnerable. But if you would have a case where the father is alive and the children are vulnerable, we should be stepping in, even if it's multiple times, even if it's with a vicious cycle. Indeed, the Shach, Reish Nun Beis, Vav, writes, Mashma Sha'avien Hu Imayin Beshivya. The reason for this ruling is that the father is with them in the captivity. Avokol Osan, but any case where the father is not able to guard them, we would redeem the children. That means even if the father's alive. But if the father's not in captivity with them, so he can't guide them, or if the captivity is such that he's not able to influence them, according to the Shach, we would step in, and presumably that ruling is because the Gemara tells us Mishum Kilkula is the reason for this ruling. The Gemara indeed tells us the man sold himself once, sold himself twice. This is the third time. The question is, do we redeem him or not? And the answer is no. A story. There were a group of people that would borrow money from the non-Jews. And they didn't have the ability to pay back. They didn't have cash flow. It wasn't just they're borrowing and they're expecting to pay. They can't. So the non-Jews came and they captured them as slaves. The case came in front of Ravuna. He said, What can I do for you? We have a rule. If you sell yourself to the non-Jews, we don't redeem you. Rav Abba responded and said, Did you not teach me? It's only in a case where he sold and repeated, and now it's the third time. Amalei, he answered, they indeed have a pattern that they go ahead, they borrow without the ability to repay, and therefore they are in this category of did it, repeated it, and now it's the third time. Now, the Chiddush that's being stated here is that they did not actually sell themselves to slavery in the conventional sense. But because they did a behavior that's the logical consequence in that culture was that the non-Jews would come and grab them, so then borrowing in such a situation is the equivalent. And apparently they did it before and were captured before, and now it's the third time that the question is coming up, should we redeem them again? Now, one could have learnt this Gemara that they borrowed 
three times, and this is the third time, but they weren't captured each time. But that's not the way it's presented in Shulchan Aruch. Reishnun Beis Sifvav, Machar Atzma Le'oved Kochavim, a person sold himself to the non-Jews, O Shalavamem Veshavuoso Ba'alvaoso, or he borrowed and they captured him because of the loan. Pa'am Rishon Oshniya Podemoso, one and two times we redeem. Ushlisha Sein Podemoso, but the third time we do not redeem. The Shulchan Aruch continues, if it's regarding the children, then we would redeem if they're vulnerable, as the Shach is explaining. And if it's a case where they're trying to kill, then we would still redeem, even though it was multiple times. The Gemara continues with a story, A person sold himself to the Luda'im, he presumably didn't know that they were cannibals, but that's what they were. And he was in crisis, and the Gemara describes how they handled the crisis. Moving on to today's daf, about ten lines from the top, we have another story about a person who sold himself to the Luda'im, to these cannibals. But in this case, it was Reish Lakish, the strategic highway robber, the Mepharshim say we're talking about Rish Lakish before he became a Talmud Chacham. And in this case, Rish Lakish was figuring out a way to do away with the Luda'im, to rid the world of the Luda'im without paying ransom. Reish Lakish sold himself to the Ludaim. He took with himself a sack and something heavy within the sack, but he didn't let them know what it was and what his strategy was. Omar, he said, this was his strategy. Gemiri, we know, Diyoma Basra, on the last day before they killed their prisoner, Called the Boiminayu Avdile. Whatever is asked of them, they do. In order that something should happen with his blood. The question is, what's Lechul? So some say that Lechul means they should have Mechila, they should have forgiveness. They're going to kill the guy. So, like this, they give him his last meal of whatever he wants or his last wish. And they feel atoned for what they do to him. Others learn that Lechol Admei is that the blood will be sweet, that somehow they had a tradition or made up a, a, a rule or estimated that if you give him what he wants, the blood is sweeter and they would enjoy the meal better which suddenly gives it a very sinister connotation to this last wish. Yom Basra on the last day, Omrulay, they said, My Nicholach, what do you want? So he told them, I want to be able to tie you up and to sit you. And each one of you I can bang with the sack one and a half times. The Mepharshim say, with the sack, 
he was making it sound like the deal was to tap you. I'm going to give you some retribution, a token slap. But really, he didn't say what he's got in the sack, and they agreed to be clopped with this heavy boulder or whatever it was, lead that was in the sack. Now, why didn't he just make his move without the deal? So firstly, maybe he needed to tie them up. He needed to trick them into this. And secondly, he probably wanted to do it as a deal because he did sell himself to them. So on some level of honor among thieves, he wants to do it according to their deals. But they agreed. Kamtinu, he tied them up. Vosvinu, kolchad minayu. And he sat them up one after the other. Kadmach yechad chayisa. He banged them once with his bag. Nafak nishmasei. He knocked them senseless. Charkine lishinei. But they were gnashing their teeth. They were um, in pain. And Amalei, he said, Oh, I see you're laughing at me. I'm still entitled to hit you another half a bang. And he did so, and he killed them. Interesting, he could have just banged them a second time if he wanted to. There was either like an inside joke in this, or like we said, he wanted to follow the deal. And he followed the deal meticulously. And in this case, ransom did not have to be paid. Instead, he did away with these bad people. Yashar Thank you for joining.